This is Christy Johnson in Charleston, South Carolina. You're listening to I Love This, You Should Too with Indy Rondawa and Samantha Hees. Hello there. Welcome to I Love This, You Should Too, a podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Indy. Hi, everyone. And I'm Samantha. And we're going to choose a new movie for you to watch this weekend. Yes, everyone must watch it. Although I am choosing the movie for Samantha, something she's never seen. It's up to you two. You all have to watch it. Everyone. You're contractually obligated. You have homework now. Yeah. But before we do that, how are you doing, Sam? I'm good. I'm good. We're apparently in a very serious, stern mood. So yeah. watch that movie. Business podcast. Also but po- not about I'm business. also pointing at my microphone like it's a person. You are. It's very scared now. <laughs> good. Do a good job. How are you, Indy? I don't know. I, I don't even know why I ask because I don't have a good answer. <laughs> I am fine. You're fine? Yeah. That's that's compelling podcasting, right? If you say yeah. That. I'm fine. Well, we are... With no follow-up. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) I'm fine. Moving on. (laughs) Good chat. (laughs) Because this is a business podcast. We don't have time to waste with frivolity. We're so serious. About talking how people are. Yeah. It should be like this. How are you, Sam? It doesn't matter. Let's get going. (laughs) Uh, So, Indy, what are you obsessed with this week? (laughs) What am I obsessed with? (laughs) Yeah. Um, My own mortality. Okay. Is that what... Or do you mean like what's my pick of the week? That's yeah. something that we're going to talk about. Oh, what are you really into this week? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's different. That is different. So a few months ago, this uh, sketch comedy show came out on Netflix called "I Think You Should Leave" with Tim Robinson, and I watched it all probably in one or two days, and I kind of forgot about it, and I kind of rediscovered it. It's not something so old because it came out this year. It came out in um. Probably the summer of 2019, I think. And uh, way there, back then. <laughs> there is a uh, second season on the way. And uh, Tim Robinson, you might know him from Detroiters, you know him from, mm-hmm. because I got you to watch that. Yes. Detroiters is also a really fun show. True. I like that show a lot because there's two grown men protagonists that are just like best pals and they like tell each other they love them and give each other hugs all the time. And I like shows that have nice people. Yes, nice people make nice TV. Or terrible people, but it's known that they're terrible. Right. Like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they're all terrible, but it's like, yeah, they're terrible and they uh, they deal with the repercussions of being terrible. I never got why shows like Friends were so popular because they're all terrible people, but it's played like they're all good and nice. Yeah. They're all sociopaths on those shows. Most sitcoms, really. Yes. But anyways, Detroiters, they're nice. Oh, but I'm not even talking about Detroit. No, we're talking <laughs> I'm about... talking about I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. That's right. So it's a sketch comedy show. It's on Netflix. So if you have that, you can go watch it now. It's very short. I think the first season was fewer than 10 episodes. And oh, each... that's short. And each episode is also like 17 minutes or something. It's super short. I don't even know how to describe the humor in it. Because you have like your Saturday Night Lives that are kind of gaggy. And then you have your... Curb your enthusiasm and um, like Ricky Gervaising humor where it's awkward. Mm-hmm. And I don't like awkward humor, but no. Tim Robinson does a type of awkward humor 
but it takes so far that it goes beyond awkward and into the absurd. Mm-hmm. Like the opening sketch on the show is just someone who's going to a job interview and then he goes to leave and he opens the door the wrong way. <laughs> and that could would be like, oh, awkward. That's the humor. But it takes it so far that he just starts pulling on it and pulling on it until he's like sweating and he just breaks the door off to prove that like, no, see, I, I knew what I was doing. I'm not wrong. <laughs> so it just takes everything way too far. And then there's a lot of it that is you get truly absurdist humor. And there's Aww. not much of that anymore. That's why I love things like Kids in the Hall. They would be like really absurd. And uh, I think You Should Leave does that a lot. I've heard a lot of people who watched it, watched five minutes of it and say like, no, I'm never going to watch this again. So I implore you, if you're going to watch it, give it a couple of episodes <laughs> to know what you're in give for. Give it a fair try. Yeah, I get that this isn't everyone's thing. But a lot of people who are really into comedy... Like people I know who are comedy writers just think it's the greatest thing. And I think it's it's just hilarious. It's very bizarre, very absurd and um, manic at times, but really fun. So that is my pick. And I'm going to show Sam a a sketch from it now. Uh, Maybe I'll put in a clip or something for you all to hear just so she knows kind of what the show is about. Okay, perfect. So in this sketch, it's just a one of those kind of injury lawyer commercials. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a poorly done commercial like that. Have you been the victim of unfair treatment by a business or a corporation? Has this ever happened to you? You bought a house that was not disclosed to you that there was a termite infestation in the walls and in the moldings. So you have to take it upon yourself to call your own termite extermination company. But when the guys show up, they immediately ask if they can use your bathroom. Then for over two hours, they take turns going in and out of there, taking huge mud pies and over flushing. Then they go in there together and you hear a bunch of scrounging around and then you hear a bunch of yelling and one of them is standing in the bathroom doorway shouting at you and his friend's foot stuck in the toilet and he says, help him, you gotta help him. And when you go in there to help him, he just pulls it out easily and laughs because his foot wasn't stuck. It wasn't stuck at all, he was just faking it. And then they get really serious, they say it's turbo time. And they both start running around the house as fast as they can and jumping over the couches. But when you try and jump in, they yell at you and they say, you're not part of the turbo team. Don't run. You don't run with us. We're the ones who run. Until you're part of this turbo team, walk slowly. (laughs) All right, so uh, could you describe for our listening audience kind of what you just witnessed um a fake injury lawyer like ad by someone who had clearly experienced that exact thing (laughs) uh termite exterminators coming in pretending to get stuck in your toilet and then being the turbo team and then replacing your toilet with the toilet exactly identical but with a very small hole yes yeah yeah. So that's the, the kind of humor that you can expect from this show. Okay. Well, uh, I'll have to take another look at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that... Uh... You seem not impressed at all. <laughs> I'm impressed. And earlier I was watching something and you just looked over at me and said, what was that? <laughs> and you've come home while I was watching the show and all you said was, what are you watching? <laughs> true all true Um, things those are the type of reactions you can expect if you watch uh, i think you should leave with tim robinson all right so that's my pick of the week what do you got for us um i am currently binge listening to a podcast called the moment 
It's from Wondery, um, and it's hosted by a woman named Ingrid Haas. And uh, it's just like a nice love story every week. I will admit that I cried during the second episode, like at my desk. It was uh, really touching and moving. So if you like nice stories and you want to listen and possibly cry at your desk at work, you should listen to The Moment. Nice stories. Is it true stories? Yes, they're all true. Okay. And sometimes she does like an interview with the people in like in the story. They'll Mm -hmm. come in and they'll do like interviews and stuff. So it's mostly her retelling the story that she's. So sometimes she retells it. Sometimes the people, if they're like, if they can come into the studio, they'll they'll tell the story Mm -hmm. from both perspectives. Oh, that sounds nice. It's really nice. It's it's uh, it's like a feel good podcast. Did you ever listen to This Is Love? Yes. Was that one good? I don't remember. Because I know... Um, I feel like I didn't keep on with it, so yeah. I'm not sure that I liked it as much, but this one is definitely one that I look forward to every week. And has it been going for a while? Do you have a big back catalog that you can catch up on? I think there's only like 12 episodes right now. Oh. How often does it come up? Weekly. Oh, so you'll have all sorts of love stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're they're about an hour each, so it's it's some good long-term listening. All right. Well, I think we're ready to get into the main part of the episode. So last week we had watched your movie and this week it's going to be my pick. So we've been talking about kind of different genres that I'm that I love. I love those 70s movies. I love those silent movies. I love a lot of horror movies. Yes. But there is one genre that we haven't even touched on. And that's what we're going to get into today. So this week, we are going to be watching the 1988 classic, the piece of cinema history, Mac and Me. Oh, I was waiting for this one to come up. (laughs) You talk about this all the time. So what do you know about Mac and Me? Uh, Not a whole lot. I think there's an alien. Yeah. And a little boy. Yeah. Is it like a parody of E.T.? Not a parody, (laughs) but we'll talk about that. (laughs) What genre does this fit into? Comedy? So for me, this is... Horror. (laughs) It's a comedic horror. So this is a type of film that we haven't watched on this show yet. Because this is a movie that I love because of how terrible it is. Okay. This is the beginning of the So Good It's Bad movies that we will watch probably a couple more as this goes on. Excellent. Okay. Because I remember one time a long time ago... I was watching The Lake House. And I said, hey, do you want to watch The Lake House with me? With your best pal, Keanu Reeves? Mm -hmm. And we're watching it. And I was laughing. And you got very upset because you're like, you're not taking this movie seriously. And I said, that's why I watch it. This movie is garbage. It's terrible. It's ridiculous. And that's what's fun about it. Okay. And I think once you understood that, you probably enjoyed the rest of Lake House more. I think so. Yeah. Because... Yeah, it's a, it's a really bad movie for it's you It's important there. to have the right mindset going into a movie. Yes. Yeah. Because if you just went into Mac and Me thinking like, oh, this is a great movie. Uh, Piece ooh. of cinematic history. Oh, it is history. I, I stand by that. Okay. It's important for, for, for many reasons. <laughs> are there any movies that are so bad that you like watching them for how bad they are? I don't think so. But it could just be that I'm being put on the spot and like can't come up with an answer it's not a thing that most people are into i think it's maybe something that people who are uh who've made movies 
kind of can appreciate because they can see the okay. mistakes a little. Yeah. So maybe that's where it comes from. But from like quite a while ago, I loved watching really bad movies and just talking about how terrible they were. Because the, the greatest movie of all time is, of course, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> and uh, me and my friend Galen, director of Truck Stop Bloodsuckers. Hi, Galen. <laughs> uh, we would always watch Maximum Overdrive. There was a oh. time where for a couple of years we watched every Sunday. Every Sunday? Every Sunday. And, that seems like a lot. <laughs> and you just get like so into it. And it's in a way that you could never watch a good movie. Right. Because you couldn't watch like Godfather over and over again. Mm. I think it's one of the best movies and I've seen it twice, maybe three times. Because you right. just can't watch good movies that often. But bad movies, there's so much more to discuss, Right. I feel like, in a really bad movie. And uh, so Maximum Overdrive is probably my favorite of, of that type of movie. Also, uh, Troll 2. Troll 2 is very good. I don't know Troll 2. Guess what the monsters are in the movie Troll 2. Dragons. I expected you to say trolls and then to go, nope, because there's no trolls in Troll 2. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's misleading. Yes, yeah, it really is. <laughs> I, I assumed you were asking me because it wasn't trolls. <laughs> yeah. It's goblins. Goblins. Kind yeah. of trolls. Kind of. Close. But Same they, family. They make a point of calling them goblins the whole time and the movie's called Troll 2. Uh, but anyways, we'll get there one day. And The Room is probably the most famous one of those. There's a screening of The Room every month at Metro here in Edmonton, so you can go watch that. And they made a movie about the making of The Room called Disaster Artist, and it has James Franco, Seth Rogen, Dave Franco, Paul Scheer, Manzoukas, right. and Jundai and Rayfield are in it. Because, Everybody's in it. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's actually a really good movie and a really good book too, The huh. Disaster Artist. But we are going to be doing my favorite of the lot, probably outside of Maximum Overdrive, which is the best movie ever made, uh, Mac and Me. So Mac and Me came out <laughs> in '88, and I didn't discover it until I was an adult. Okay. I think I may have seen it as a child, like as a five or six year old, but I didn't realize that it was bad because. You don't know that movies are bad when you're a kid. No, you definitely just, have like a filter where you don't really realize just how like ridiculous things are. You're seeing a movie and you're happy and that's yeah. about it. <laughs> I you're remember allowed to watch it. <laughs> I saw, I think it was Con Air. I saw <laughs> when I was a kid in a theater and then I was like, wait, can movies be bad? Oh, that was the turning point. It might have been. I also saw Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. I don't think I know that one. I saw that and I was like, oh, movies can be bad. I had no idea. Because you just, it's just an event. Hmm. You don't really think about movies being good or bad. You think True. if it's a movie, it's going to be awesome. It's but, like the whole experience. Yeah. So I just rediscovered Mac and Me as like it probably is a teenager. And it is fantastic. Would it surprise you to know that you've uh, watched Mac and Me? No. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> we had some people over one night and we were talking about stuff like this and we put on Mac and Me and you promptly fell asleep. So I don't think... Classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is very classic. Classic then. Sam. <laughs> so uh, maybe we should watch the trailer okay. and then we'll talk a little bit more. Excellent. They were an average alien family living on their own planet. And we were an average family living on ours. I like it. Me too. Shh. Communing with the Earth spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Alert, alert. We have a malfunction. We have a malfunction. Their lives were in danger. Back off, Larry. Get away from it. 
scoundrel. We've got a problem here. They had to escape. When the smoke cleared, their family was separated. Somehow, one of the aliens was hiding in our house. You sucked this living thing into a vacuum cleaner? Yeah, and then we blew him out again. Now Eric is risking not only his life, but my life. It's about more than friendship. It's about adventure. Mac and me. So that was just a little bit of the trailer that you could hear, but uh, what were your takeaways from that? Um, so I remember parts of it. Oh, okay. So I think I was awake for a little bit of it. Right. But I I found the trailer confusing. So even the trailer is poorly made. Yeah. I haven't seen that trailer before, but I don't know who's so supposed to be narrating. Is it supposed to be the older brother? I guess, but it's an adult talking, and huh. it's really not the older brother's story. No. No, so I don't know why he would be narrating it. But I also want to show you another trailer because it's ridiculous. And this is a trailer that came out when the movie came out. Okay. So there'll be links to both of these on the show notes. So like 1988. Yeah. Hi, kids. It's me, Ronald McDonald. And I'm on the set of my very first motion picture ever. It's a movie called Mac and Me. And I want to introduce you to him. Well, that was terrifying. <laughs> so this is kind of a McDonald's co-production. Yeah. So Ronald McDonald straight up introduces the trailer and talks right to you. And, and says, he's terrifying to be in with. Yeah. It's the 80s. There were like actual child predators just running around. So we were oh, less... Willy nilly. Yeah. Oh, so many child reductions in yes. the 80s. White vans. Yeah. I'm still afraid of white vans. I was almost, we're getting out. This is a bit of a, a tangent now. But I was uh, taking a bus with my grandmother when I was like five. I was priest going to school at least. Okay. And uh, someone in a van came, pulled up and like, because I ran ahead of her and pulled up to me and said like, hey, get in the van. Oh, your mom told me to pick you up. And I was like, my mom didn't say that. But I also wasn't, didn't think it was threatening, but right. I also didn't believe him. And I said, oh, just wait, my grandma's coming, so we'll get to the bottom of this. And then he just took off. Did you talk like an adult when you were little? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that doesn't sound that right, doesn't mister. That doesn't sound correct. <laughs> let, let me just check my schedule here. No, I don't think you're supposed to pick me up. Better luck next time. That's what I said. <laughs> so you were almost abducted. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I didn't realize how, like, creepy that was until, like, like years later. later. Yeah. yeah. But also things that I didn't realize that were creepy until years later. Mac and me and Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yes. So one trailer is narrated by someone who may not be in the movie. And the other trailer is introduced by Ronald McDonald. And that's just bizarre. Yes. Now we do see a lot of product placement and things like that yeah. in movies. But and it's very obvious. Not to the extent of Mac and me. Mm. Mac and me is just is a straight up E.T. ripoff. And even because in E.T. he would eat. Reese's Pieces? Is that what it was? Or is that what it is in Mac and Me? Either way, we're going to watch and we're going to find out. There was like out. M&M's or something. Yeah. yeah. But some other candy was jealous and then they got Mac and Me. And also McDonald's. There's a huge McDonald's dance sequence in, oh, uh, right. in Mac and Me. I remember you telling me about this yeah. one time. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of excited to watch it. It sounds like it's going to be uh, a time. <laughs> it's going to be a time. But the thing about bad movies is you can't just sit there and watch a bad movie by yourself. So this Saturday, surprise, we're having a bunch of people over. And we are going to watch Mac and Me. Because we that's are. the way to watch a bad movie is with a group of friends 
And so you can just make all the comments out loud and have some people to join in on how ridiculous and hilarious this movie is. Are we going to record it? No. <laughs> no, because nobody wants to hear an hour and a half of the Mac and Me soundtrack with us just going like, oh, that was dumb. <laughs> we'll record a podcast after. Okay. I assume that we'll say like more clever things than that was dumb. I bet but there's a lot of that was dumb. I, I feel like, yeah. Okay. You're right. <laughs> I uh, can't wait to watch it with everybody. So our friends tend to be a little bit more academic when it comes to films. So maybe we'll... Uh... And that's what you want when you watch Mag and Me. You want a bunch of academics. Because nothing says a party fun time like a room full of academics <laughs> watching a bad movie. That's, that's happened a few times in my life. It's not as fun as you think. Okay. Well, I think it'll still be fun. All right. And so we always talk about some fun facts about the movie before we get to them, like all the Oscars they've won, things like that. (laughs) So this was nominated for four awards, won two of them. But this is the first time we have a movie that was nominated for Razzie Awards, meaning the the worst movie. Oh, right. Okay. So it was nominated for four and it won two, including best, oh, sorry, worst director and worst new star. And guess who won worst new star? Mac. No. Me. (laughs) Uh, Ronald McDonald won Worst New Star. For that intro? He's in the movie. Oh, he's in the movie. Okay, that's... uh, That's bizarre on its own. Very bizarre, yeah. It's such a strange movie. And this movie is kind of famous in a lot of ways because there's one sequence in particular that many people have seen, and this is largely due to Paul Rudd. Do you know anything about this? I know Paul Rudd. <laughs> so Paul Rudd, a uh, big time movie star. Yeah. And for the last twenty mm, ish years, every time he goes on whatever show Conan O'Brien is hosting, right, he says, "Oh, I have a clip from my movie," and he plays the exact same clip, and it's a clip from Mac and Me. Oh, I didn't know he was in it. He's not. Oh, he's not. He's not in it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the. That's, that's what's. So funny. Okay. It's a clip of a kid in a wheelchair rolling down a cliff. Falling off the cliff, landing in a lake, and then this creepy alien popping up with his face to the camera. If I show you that, you may be familiar with it, but what I'm going to do on the show notes, I'm going to put a link to a video of Paul Rudd doing this to Conan O'Brien about 20 times. (laughs) And there are times where Conan believes him because once he was in um, Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, so this is for... Avengers. um, it was for Civil War or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he said, well, now I'm with a big company, so I can't do my stupid joke that I always do. So here's a clip from Civil War. And then it's that it's same clip from Mac and Me Excellent. every time. And Conan falls for it most of the time, too. Okay. He always convinces him, which is hilarious and pretty much the main reason that I'm a big Paul Rudd fan. I like Paul Rudd quite a bit. Yeah, because of all of his yeah. Mac and Me stuff. So we talk about the scores on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes sometimes. Yes, because we do. I tend to pick a lot of movies that have like near 100s, like yes. Totoro and Blade Runner and stuff like that. Mac and Me, for a critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, has a zero. <laughs> zero percent. I like it. <laughs> on IMDb, it has a 3.3 out of 10. Ooh, out of 10. Yes. Okay. So that's what you're getting into. But it Bar's real low there. So fun. It's a real fun movie. <laughs> Excellent. It makes no sense. Um, there is a child in a wheelchair who's put in very dangerous predicaments constantly. I just watched him roll off a cliff three exactly. times. Exactly. <laughs> um, there is a alien who loves to drink soda. 
<laughs> there's a bunch of other aliens that are nude and creepy looking. One of them has a gun at a point. A lot of it is frightening if you didn't have the context of this silly, silly movie. Well, I'm really excited to watch it on Saturday. And for everyone else out there, if you're wondering, how could I possibly see a great movie like this? Perhaps there's a Criterion Collection DVD of it. No, it is out on Blu-ray. I own the Blu-ray of this. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um, also, it is on YouTube in its entirety for free. So there's no excuse. Everyone out there, you can go watch Mac and Me. You literally have no excuse not to watch it. And we will post that link in the show notes. Yeah. And also, if you have uh, Netflix... The TV show Mystery Science Theater 3000, they have an episode on Mac and Me. I so, think that's where I know it from. Oh, right. Because seen... I've come in and out when you've been watching that yeah. show. I'm not a big fan of Mystery Science Theater, but, <laughs> no. but this is the type <laughs> I'm of not movie. a fan. <laughs> if you can't, um, if you don't have a group of friends that wants to watch this movie with you, you can watch it on Mystery Science Theater and there'll be some pals robot pals to watch and make fun of the movie with you there oh that's so nice yeah okay well i uh, i'm gonna go get ready for that party yes you start preparing now you need a week of preparation <laughs> sunday but <laughs> and uh we will see you on monday when we talk about the 1988 classic classic mac and me yes and if you have some bad movies that you love to watch, let me know because I'm always interested in new terrible movies. One of my other favorites is uh, called Simply Irresistible. No. It's Sarah Michelle Keller. Ah, uh, And she's like a chef who also does magic and maybe her dead mom came back in a crab's body that's and, too many things. Yeah, oh, it's it's a train wreck, <laughs> but it's so fun to watch. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we'll watch that one next. One day. Uh, well, if you want to email us your so ga- so bad it's good picks, uh, you can email us at I love this you should and the number two at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at iltys and the number two. You can also send us a carrier pigeon. Yes. So, for next week, go get a Happy Meal and watch Mac and Me. Oh, we should do McDonald's delivery. No. (laughs) Okay, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Oh, hello there. You're listening to... I know. You've done this so many times. (laughs) All right, take four. Okay.